0: Steve. I am a robot. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, the robots have always been coming. Uh, This is a question I get more every day. How long until AI takes over music and stops us all from making music income? Uh, And my answer is usually the same. And we will get into those answers today. Uh, Not just the easy things like stock music and how AI might influence that income stream, which is what most people are scared of. But what is even going on with that income stream right now? We need to talk about that. I think everybody is asking me that question, and we'll talk a bit about that. But uh, will it affect sync licensing? I think this answer is a bit more clear to me. Um, what about other music incomes? What about working for clients? What being a producer? What about teaching? What about live performance? Where do all these things fit in with AI? As you know, on this channel, we talk more than just about one income. We talk about them all, all music incomes. So I think there's a little bit more to uh, this whole question about AI and where it fits into how we're going to make music income. The robots may be coming for us all, but how will that affect us in our music? So to help answer this question, I turn to my completely human podcast partner, as far as you know, Mr.
1: Stevie B, what is going on there? I can't wait Over to have there. an AI version of myself replicated so I can do this podcast while also making breakfast at the same time, you know? It's multitasking. I think
0: StreamYard is coming up with a, a AI uh host uh thing so <laughs> we'll have that soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's another one I forgot about. I got to put Spotify on here because there's there's, there's oh, yeah. AI coming to Spotify as well. So
1: oh we'll talk we'll talk about it all today. So uh, what's been the-
0: going on over your world there over in the Matrix?
1: Well, uh, I've had a good week, man. Been busy. I, I've been uh, finishing up the last module of the uh, the Trailer Music Trilogy course. Uh, the last module is all about making a uh, a remix of a popular song into a trailerized version of it. Um, as you know, I've done a few of those in the past. i working on another one at the moment. Pretty excited about it. I uh, did an epic two hour plus have, long, long stream yesterday. It was exhausting, man. I was like, actually, I kind of had a headache after it was, it was all over. Cause I was like, I think I just looked at the screen for way too long there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I had that was to the leave.
0: Long- I had to leave. Like right after I, I was talking to, um, our friend Andreas before that. And he was in on that, uh, thing and we were talking and then he left to go do your 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 massive uh, live and I left went out went got something to eat blah, 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 blah. went to went to the school <laughs> turned on my computer two hours later and you're like this is a really long live it was still going on
1: it was the longest one I've ever done <laughs> by far um but man I was so stoked that so many people submitted something for it, and it was a tough challenge, so I got to really give the uh, the members of the Academy props for, uh, for stepping up. So many of the members tackled trailer music for their first time, yeah. which is tough. It's intimidating. So, um, yeah, I was really impressed, and I had a lot of fun. Um, what else was going on? I finally finished my love song singer songwriter project for uh art list originals you've heard me like i feel like you've heard me whine about that for for like three months now finally finished it um so they got that out of the way and uh working on another uh originals project at the moment um which is kind of like a funky uh baseline inspired project pretty cool. cool um i finished that cubase uh content as well and uh, the marketing uh director he got back to me he says i received it watching it i'll get back to you with some feedback i still haven't heard anything i don't know if oh, that's a, a good good or a bad thing <laughs> i liked it I, th- I was proud of it uh, thanks, hopefully no thanks yeah Steve. yeah i know after all that there's like yeah i'm not really sure sh- we're not so sure <laughs> i'll be like okay back to logic for you okay back to logic <laughs> um I am working on a mixing course for the Academy. That's my next big project. Um, slowly chipping away at that. I've successfully outsourced my uploading Ooh. to libraries. I've, uh, Congratulations. yeah, I'm working with somebody who's really stoked to be doing some virtual assistance, um, for me. And I'm yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's great for me because it, now it means that like, I can finally get my tracks up onto song trader um you know those kinds of things that i've just mm-hmm. really been slacking on for did you figure that get figure that figured out i finally figured it out yeah it was a little convoluted song trader yeah. um but uh, i did figure that all out and um yeah it's getting stuff's getting uploaded to audio jungle <laughs> i'm back Thank on aj <laughs> yeah uh pond five um and a few other places uh just for like kind of you know less music library but more administrative stuff like i'm having um I'm having uh, my assistant uh, put my stuff up on Disco, and um, you know, it uh, yeah. out on on those cool. kinds of things uh, on my uh, PRO, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, got a big gig tomorrow here in Vancouver. We um, we've sold it out. We sold out the hall that we've uh, rented. Uh, cool. My band Wooden Horseman is. Um, is doing a show with uh, our friends Jody Peck and Antonio Larosa here in in Vancouver, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Almost a little nervous. We haven't played like a, a real big show like this in quite some time. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to go over the tunes today, get my voice all warmed up uh, for it. And um, you know, are you the lead singer in your group? I am. Yeah, yeah. So, man, you know, it, it's funny because like I, since post. COVID I haven't really been out in big crowds too much I feel like I'm gonna get like mentally overwhelmed being there in front of hundreds of people a lot of folks I haven't seen in a, in a while I'm gonna be doing a lot of socializing it'll be good for me it'll be good for me but uh I think I've become more uh anti-social uh yeah. over time and uh I'm trying, I guess I'm gonna have to deal with that um yeah and also uh went to Palm Springs with uh with my wife Uh, last week took a little bit of time off and uh, got some sunshine in the desert I think my tan is wearing off now Uh, but man it was good to get away uh, from from the Vancouver raininess for a bit and go explore um, the desert for a bit it was really cool that sounds cool yeah so yeah that's about it well, the
0: summer is just starting here, um, so I, my tan should should come back here very soon. I do a lot of uh, of sitting in the sun during the summer, so excited for that and the pool. I just got in the pool for the first time yesterday, so pool is getting back warm enough to get in do you drain Uh, the pool like during during the like the winter mm -hmm. months no it's just always no i mean it depends on the day i mean you could still get in the pool it's just cold um but it's not cold like it is up there you know you guys have to drain pools and stuff up there and and even up in kentucky we had to do that but here now you keep it going all year round keep it in good shape we used to have a cover we put on it but we don't do that anymore um, I've had a good week. Speaking of uh, of Audio Jungle, I had an Audio Jungle rejection this week. Oh I yeah, had one of those in a while. But I had another Motion Array acceptance. Um, and then um, I'm also still working on, just like you're still working on some of those things, I'm working on the uh, three country tunes. Uh, it seems like I'm in a never-ending country, a whole of country music uh, that I have to finish. But uh, waiting for three, some, some vocals on these tunes that I wrote the top lines for and then um lots of spotify i am this is the year of spotify i think as well for me i am i've put at least 20 to 40 songs on spotify a couple albums two or three albums mm-hmm. and i'm just continuing every uh, i got a new album about to come out in april it's kind of an easter album kind of piano songs mm-hmm. so another piano record coming out uh, april 3rd and uh, just continuing to st- i put something up of my uh, i put a lot of my corporate music up, I put um, uh, Orchestronic Stories, which is a kind of thing that I have some of those signed to libraries and some of them not, some of them are in stock libraries. So I put that album up, um, and I'm just going to be putting up albums all year. I just want to get it all out, just like we've talked about on this channel. I want to get all those songs out to Spotify, so working on that. Um, I have a new ebook that people watching this channel may have heard of, it's called Getting In Sync. Um, and you can find that over at make music income.com slash getting in sync. I'm really excited about that. So if you are looking for that, you can find it in the link below and for, uh, for, for fairness in the broadcast, here is the link for the production music Academy. If you so, he does not have a getting in sync ebook only. It's, it's only make music income.com has the getting in sync ebook, but, uh, released that this week and that has been going well and a couple different things there. Um, I'm working on a classical tune that I showed off to my mastermind today called uh, Five Reasons that is kind of uh, this classical piece. I don't. It doesn't have any licensing use at all. I don't even know, you hmm. know it's one of those that I'm, it, it probably has the most use to a high school or a college concert band mm-hmm. and uh, probably made for that kind of thing so I'll probably push it in that direction. Um, I'm also working on a song with a guy named Stevie B, but I haven't heard back from him in a long time. I sent him a song and he just, he just kind of ignored it. Um, I saw that. And so. I, I got
1: it on the to-do list. I got it on the to-do list. It's like <laughs> so record bass that, for Eric. It's, it's on there. Go. It's
0: on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also am working on a, 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 a video for my keyboard channel. Not many people know I have a keyboard channel, uh, but I, I do I a, a, a kind of a, um, Uh, reviews from time to time. And I'm reviewing this keyboard back here. You can't see it back there. Um, My M-Audio Hammer Pro 88, which I'm about to sell and uh, try to find and continue on my quest for the perfect 88 note keyboard for uh, Keyscape and for plugins and things. And so that's my week. So let's now segue over to today's Topic, and uh, just in case I didn't make this clear, this is episode 60 of the Make Music Income podcast, and this is our obligatory AI episode. You've been waiting for it, or if you haven't, and you've been listening to everyone else's obligatory AI episode, uh, (laughs) we, we both have felt the pressure to make a video, but didn't really want to. But I think it's important for us to talk about. I'm starting to get a lot of questions about Um, artificial intelligence and how that is affecting music, but especially music income things that we talk about on this channel. So we thought this would be the day we talk about it. And uh, I'm just going to start with the long-hanging fruit here, and that is AI versus stock. Um, There are a lot of people who are involved in the stock music licensing community that are putting stuff up to Audio Jungle or Pond5 or to Motion Array, any of these places, and they are concerned that some of the tools that are coming out um, will make it easy for uh, computers to, just to generate stock music, and this will continue the decline of stock music that's it's been on since the heydays of the mid-teens uh, when you started uh, stock music, and, and, and we're seeing some good money. And, and as you know, if you follow this channel, Steve, also saw good money last year, and I think it's a good time to really just talk about stock and where things are we don't talk about it as much on this podcast anymore, but um, it's been a. It's uh, someone just asked me today. Uh, Matthias was in our um, uh, our mastermind today, and he's like, "Has have you seen really lower prices? I mean, lower downloads on uh, on January and February, especially at Motion Array, but everywhere." Um, and I, I've seen it across the board, and everybody has been talking about it. That I know mm-hmm. who is part of it, mm-hmm. uh, but. The thing is that this is normally a very very slow time of the year for stock. It's after Christmas. Nobody is making any super big yeah, videos are, and stuff. People are
1: chilling out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly been slow for me. I think it's funny because last I remember last year I had a good January and February on stock um, sites, but this year has been very slow. Uh, motion Array has been is kind of you know I think I'm doing better than than the average. Uh, person on on motion array because of some of my older uh, catalog is still kind of uh, picking up' it's still getting downloaded um, but it's yeah you know it's slow someone asked me on the stream yesterday how how I've be doing on motion array in, in particular and uh, last you know January and February were are were, were, we're slow they're they're low months but that is the case every year we I get a handful of uh, low payouts and then a, and, a, and then a handful of, of big ones and it kind of you know they all even out to be an uh, an average that's sure. decent so we'll see how it goes throughout the year but you're right in saying that january february i think are, are pretty slow February was my lowest month last year, and so far it is this year.
0: Both of January and February have to combine for me to even get a payment uh, from Motion Array. Yeah. But so, uh, but I will get one. I didn't get one last month, but uh, again, I have not been paying much attention to that. Every once in a while, I will just take a, a minute and go through and. And, and look at totals and stuff, and it's not good for this year so far. Uh, but again, I'm not really concentrating on that much. I have uploaded three things over the past three weeks to Motion Array, only because that's the only place I can think of that they would go. Um, I just, as you may or may not know by listening to this podcast, I develop songs as I develop them. Whatever strikes me, whatever I'm on about to finish, I will finish. And I just have a list. There's really no order. I don't know how you determine which song to finish. I mean – if it's a client-ask thing or an art list Originals thing where you have a deadline or a, you know you have to get it in, that's different. But for songs that you just make out of your own brain, nobody's expecting it. You think it might do good or might not do good, whatever. You just have the song. I just put it up there. I don't even – there's no plan necessarily, unless there is, unless you're like, okay, I'm going to make a corporate tune. I'm going to focus it on corporate-y sound or, or rock or whatever to try to do well in this particular library. But – um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that i don't know if that's helping or hurting it doesn't seem to be doing that great for me in stock but i'm I'm not really worried about it because i'm focused on other things
1: yeah well it was same here and and the, the on, honestly it's like i've been so uh <clears throat> i've been so focused on on the academy and then also just creating uh content for Artlist originals that i haven't really had a chance to put much music up to audio jungle and pond five i've been so absent from those libraries over the last you know, year and a half. Um, I'm curious to see what happens as I start uploading there more. Now that I have a bit of help, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, the prices are low. I'm. I'm. I'm doing that whole thing. You know, five yeah. bucks a track basically on Pond Five yeah. in hopes that it'll just generate more sales. But uh, it'll be. Uh, it'll be exper- an experiment that we'll have to kind of revisit later. Uh, you know, either six months to a year or something like that. We'll see what happens. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been pretty focused on on uh, creating material for Artlist Originals because that is kind of a guaranteed money maker for me. So, so what do you think about AI
0: and 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 stock music licensing uh, libraries? Do you think that AI? I think likely, and, and I don't mean to be. Uh, a a doom, a doomsayer uh, on this. But if it's if AI is going to affect one of the things we're going to talk about a lot, I think it's this one. I think it is it is very possible that people could go and use websites in the future that are not stock music libraries, but that are AI generated libraries. And because they just need something and they could put in their own terms and it would just crank out something and they'd be fine with that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it's funny because because some of these sites already exist, right? Like they, you have like these these AI-generated, supposedly AI-generated uh, stock sites. And I've, I've, I've kind of taken a look at a few of them. Um, and it's curious because some of them, I suspect, are not actually AI. They're just kind of pre-recorded loops <laughs> that are being thrown together. And it's like they have the little wheel being like, we are generating your track. I'm just like, I don't <laughs> think this is actually AI. I think it's actually just like pre-recorded stuff that's being thrown together and it's it sounds pretty dinky like at this point in time it doesn't sound great um and so i mean you know i I get the question a lot and i see a lot of people's concern um over uh over it i get it um you know and i don't think that we're far away from from uh from ai being able to kind of throw like simple loops together in the sense that like a in the in the same way that you hear these kind of simple loops being thrown together and put on a- on a, on Pond 5 and uh, an audio jungle right i mean it's like i could grab a few loops from from splice and put it together almost as fast as as an ai could and then just upload it to pond 5 i mean the the tools are already there to make really really yeah. simple music right
0: i was going to say that i think ai is already in stock it's being uh, there's a certain amount of ai that logic has um, and yeah. the drummer track in logic is AI basically. It's, it, it's, it's, you're telling it, I want it to be kind of upbeat. I want it to be kind of complex. Yeah, I want exactly. there to be this many fills. And drummer makes that happen. So there's already AI tech built into a lot of the DAWs that we're using that is listening to things. If you think about um, uh, ozone. AI tech. I mean, you're you're telling it listen to this and make it better, and it does it without you barely having to do anything, and so or presets, you know, are are a fact, but especially the listening part where it listens to your track and then applies what it needs to apply to it. So uh, and then I just saw that uh, 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 Distrokid has a new mastering feature where it listens to your song and masters it, and so it's basically AI mastering. So, uh, but I think it, as far as stock goes, you're going to, uh, I don't think we're that far away from it just in the stuff that's being made. However, this is where your interview with, um, with Motion Array comes into play here with the whole stock thing. What did they say they like most about
1: the tracks that they're accepting a lot now? They have what vocals, kind of element? Vocals and, and organic, you know, human generated human material. And, yeah. I, and there's a reason why he said that. There's a reason. And there's a reason yeah. why I've been pushing, you know, trying to kind of cultivate your more artistic side when it comes to uh, writing music, uh, because simply just kind of like throwing loops together isn't going to cut it um, in in today's sync environment, you know what I mean? So yep. um, you're seeing this with, with the stock environment, too. I mean, when we say stock music, I like I think people typically think like Pond 5, Audio Jungle, like those old school uh, stock sites, but, um, you know, stock music or royalty-free music, whatever you want to call it, has, has kind of evolved, and we've been talking about this for for, for a long time now. Um, Art List and Motion Ray are technically like royalty-free stock sites, I guess, in a, in a sense. They're just kind of um, trying to, you know, sell a, a, a higher quality product that is more artist driven material and that's and you're seeing that this discussion happen in, in the sync world too it's not just it's not just stock uh music right like you know jesse uh made a video not too long ago about vocals becoming a trend in in sync music and you know i think there's a reason for all of this because we want to uh capture like more artistry and and humanity in in uh in in the music uh, yeah. at this point because it's too easy to make music that uh, is just kind of chucking loops together, and like you said, I mean, it's so easy to make, um, uh, a, you know, mu- like a track using uh, some of the tools that are already embedded in like Logic and mm-hmm. uh, um, and some of the plugins and stuff that we have, yeah, and
0: uh, Arcade and things like that. Exactly, they're yeah. just very um, e- easy to create something without even knowing anything about music. However. Anybody who is in the stock music game uh, knows that eventually uh, Pond 5, and I'm not gonna say Audio Jungle because new people can't get on in Audio Jungle, but it's also quite dead uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who is in it. It's it's very slow. But um, anyone who is in the stock music and wanting to make uh, stock music income knows that you really have to be in Motion Array and you have to do well there, or and or Artlist or someplace like that, these mid-tier type of higher end stock music libraries. And so, uh, in order to be in those, you have to create organic sounding music right now. You, it's that is what is 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 making it, and that is what is is on their top sellers lists and their staff picks and all that kind of stuff. It's very organic, type stuff, and not just a bunch of loops. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, if you go and listen, you <clears throat> can see that. So, I, I think AI, yes, it could eventually. There, someone could develop sites that are able to develop things and we're already using it in the tech for for music production. But uh, I think still, it's a very human, and again, if you're talking about making major money like you did last year a few months with Motion Array, that came from organic sounding music, not robotic sounding music, you know? I mean, maybe if you were lo-fi sounding, but you still played real guitar in them and stuff. And so um, I think that's important for people to realize that, that we're beating AI because of the quality of our performances from our person, not from our sounds.
1: Well, well, like I think this leads to uh, like a further discussion about like uh, you know idea generation um, and what <clears throat> what AI is actually doing. Because <clears throat> there's a few things that like I'm I'm not so worried about, uh, and the other things that I am more concerned about. Um, it's funny reading. I don't know if you ever read the comments in some of the videos that have been done. Uh, like I I watched. Uh, you know Jesse from Sick My Music's talked about it. Uh, Daniel James made a video about it. Dave Crops talked about it. Um, a lot of the people I follow on YouTube have touched on this subject, and in the in the comments of all the videos, the 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 opinions are very polarized, uh, and it's really really interesting to see people's kind of mindset, because uh, some are like, forget it, we're done, you know, mm-hmm. it's all over. What's the point of even making music anymore? And other people are like it'll never replace us. It's like, it'll just never happen. Um, it's it's interesting. There's not a lot of middle ground. Um, I, I kind of think that we're probably entering like a golden age of, of AI where it's gonna get really interesting and it's gonna be a really useful tool. I mean, it already is, right? Uh, but I think it'll become more useful, uh, at least for in the in the years to come. I think it's gonna get really interesting and fun. What I'm right. concerned about isn't so much the isn't so much AI generating like you know really interesting ideas? I think that humans are going to have uh, that edge um, for for a long time. Um, but like I'm not I'm not overly concerned about truly sentient AI. Not even really in my lifetime, to be yeah, honest. Um, I'm not sure if that's even in my lifetime. But uh, what I am concerned about is like the like like AI um, generating like derivative content from yeah. from our pre-existing material and where that kind of lands in like the legal area and like copyright infringement area and sure. if we don't if the if like the legislative bodies don't kind of come up with some way to protect artists against that against that then we're gonna get into some really really strange territory yeah um, so I'm not sure where things are headed in that direction. And I'm a little bit concerned about that. Let's move on to
0: AI versus sync. And, um, you know, I think this is somewhat similar, although I think in the sync world, it's going to be harder for AI to, to really, uh, be something that moves into that space because you're dealing so, so much with someone wanting you as an artist or as a, uh, composer, they're not, they are carefully. If you think Motion Array is carefully and Artlist are carefully uh, selecting who they work with, um, sync libraries and and music supervisors are are worrying even more about who they work with to put music in the television and film and all these things. And I think if anyone is going to be reticent to put music in. Uh, AI type de- derived music into a film or a television show. It's going to be someone whose job depends on them not getting fired because they did the wrong thing. They used the wrong piece. Now, if we're talking about a robot based show or you know an AI based documentary or something, then maybe you might use something just for the for the for the kitschy uh, reason for it. But I think that AI probably will have less of an uh, – besides help being a tool that composers use, I think AI will be less uh, a, 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 a scary to sync licensing because of all the gatekeepers involved there. And I don't mean middlemen gatekeepers. I mean the actual library owners and or people who are – and or music supervisors who are making the decision for the show, Mm -hmm. they're going to, if anyone is looking for really super talented humans, it's those people. And I mean, humans, not, you know, uh, they're very careful not to use, you know, uh, fake people, people who say they're, and they use a cartoon avatar. They don't, those aren't the kind of people that get selected to work with these companies in sync. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, if if anybody can can use AI to generate like you know uh like a derivative song say like you know i i sign up to some AI f- service in the future and uh or some tool and it's like I'm like hey make a song that sounds like like Eric Copeland and then I submit that to a music library what uh you know what protections are in place for uh, for the person receiving the music on the other end, like the sync library, to know that you know it's it's actually my material, or if it's derivative, you know, material from like that's copying something that you've already done. It's like that. This is the this is the thing that I'm worried about. Like I'm not really um, sure how that's going to work. You know, like how are we going to be able to tell if it's if it can just kind of pump out like a track that's like okay, make a Taylor Swift song, and it makes something that's like sounds like a Taylor Swift. I'm just saying that
0: I don't think any of the libraries I've worked with and any of the music supervisors I've seen interviewed and talk, they all talk about how interested they are to work similar to Artlist or similar to uh, Motion Array with people, with real human people. In other words, they don't even want to fool around with composers who aren't artists. They want artists. They want true music-making people that they not only – that not only communicate with through email, but that they talk to on the phone, that they talk to through Zoom, that they meet in person. They wanna go, these are the new record labels, um, basically. and, And this is one thing I talked about in my video the other day about, you know, why sync is what you've always been waiting for, is because, you know, everybody's been wanting a record deal forever. Well, music supervisors want, they're basically giving record deals. It's just, instead of, making CDs or, or albums or whatever, they're putting your show on Grey's Anatomy. And and that is basically the new single. You're getting a play on there, plus it blows up and it blows up on Spotify and all these kind of things. So music supervisors, from my experience, are looking for humans, for really interesting bands and uh, indie artists and stuff, because they wanna be the first one to put them on our shows. And I don't think they're gonna to wanna to work with a person who says, I am a robot and, uh, I create robot music, you know, unless again, it's for a certain use. Yeah. That I mean, I,
1: my thought, I, am just, I guess I'm looking at the deep future, you know, and I'm yeah. not, cause cause it, cause I, I agree with you in, in principle. I just, I just wonder, you know, if in, in the deep future, we're like, you know, we have people that, what is the deep future 2050? Yeah. Well, 21? that's, that's the big question is, is like, you know, what is how long, Uh, exactly when are things going to be at a point where you can like get AI to make the next uh, Bob Dylan song long after he's passed away. You know, that's the kind of weird future that I think we're looking at. Um, And I don't really, I I don't really know how that's going to work when it comes to to licensing. a, A whole digital rights thing coming, not just for
0: music, but think of all the actors they could use Humphrey Bogart in a movie who owns, Humphrey Bogart's likeness. Who owns, um, you know, yeah. any star who passes away, or, or even if they
1: don't pass away, who owns Harrison Ford's likeness? Um, well, well, that's you th- know? this is that's another great question because you know I was just reading about um, about the like the the case of uh, that there's a YouTube channel called Voice Synthesis I believe, um, and they used Jay Z's voice like a, vo- a Jay Z voice generator to like rap verses of the Bible, um, and Jay Z's Company tried to uh, take it down on on YouTube, and 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 initially they were successful because the argument was that they were using his likeness with the in and it was an infringement. Um, but actually, and YouTube ended up reinstating it, and I believe the video is still up uh, because they concluded that it wasn't actually an infringement uh, because. It was generating like, you know, new material and it wasn't actually his voice. So what's so the question is, like, what's the difference between, you know, what that guy's doing and finding somebody who like could really, say, imitate Jay-Z's voice uh, very, very closely. And then I mean, it's like it, it, it blurs the lines of of uh, of like the the legal lines become very, very gray. Uh, so, you know, maybe you have artists like, you know, big artists who can who can protect their, their likeness to some extent, but what about, uh, guys like you and I, yeah. like, we don't have that kind of, um, as that's... you
0: can tell Steve is afraid of robots in the future. He is afraid of digital, uh, royalty stealing, uh, AI robots.
1: Oh, I, so, I for sure, point. I for sure am. i for sure. <laughs> I for sure am con- concerned about, about like, but I think that's just going to be the like future. any but other DRM. Any other
0: um, copyright thing that we've had to go through? We've had to do change all of our copyright language through the years for streaming and all these things, and they're all in the midst of changing. I think. Um, AI yeah, but it happens. Things.
1: It happens so slowly. That's that's the yeah. problem. It's like is is that le- the legal stuff never it's just is so slow when you compare it to the speed of, at which the technology is progressing um so there's Uh-oh. just going to be this brutal catch-up period where we're going to be trying to figure things out and meanwhile ai is just getting better and better and better by day by day so um, that's what i'm concerned about um not particularly worried about ai being like you know super better super brilliant i mean you would yeah. first you'd first have to teach ai how to suffer you know you'd have to teach it how to suffer and and, and to and to like you know uh, have a uh, get dumped or something like that can you teach it, right? ai how not
0: to have <laughs> enough money for rent exactly um, that's what ai needs to know yeah exactly uh, so uh let's move on to ai versus spotify and of course on this channel when we say spotify we mean all dsp's all uh, places. but um, I just heard last week, was it that AI is ju- is uh, I mean uh, Spotify is rolling out an AI DJ. Uh, have you heard about this that it's going to be speaking over the songs and saying who why you might like this song and/ or speaking between songs. And I, I assume this is a feature you can turn on and off, but I think from what I understood from some of my students, it's already on Spotify
1: where it is announcing the song yeah. that you are playing. I'll be keeping that. Uh, I'll be keeping that uh, off on the <laughs> off say so. position.
0: I would say so, um, and I and you know this brings to mind: Will AI and is AI currently uh, how much AI is involved when you pitch a song to the to Spotify? Think how many songs get pitched per day to Spotify. Are we really thinking there's humans? Looking at all that data and choosing every single one of those songs for the playlist for the curated Spotify playlist
1: What do you think of there? I would suspect that yeah, the the editorial uh, Spotify curated playlists are being listened to by humans for sure, but they they may may have AI looking through the the data So for example, like they 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 might have they might be using AI to comb through like the the actual um, like written pitch for example and making making sure that it's checking off some of their um uh, you know the things that they're looking for that kind of stuff for sure yeah. but uh I, I would imagine that uh, that that humans are listening to it i mean they're all curated by humans I, I i would assume and then we
0: have the whole prediction service that works inside of spotify that predicts what you want to listen to next based on what you've listened to before it's very much like Google uh, suggesting something you just talked about that it heard you talking about
1: and, yeah, and that's, all of. That's the beautiful beautiful thing about AI because it's like this, this algorithm knows exactly what I wanna listen to and then yeah. it's really, really good. I mean, the, su- the suggestive AI algorithm on Spotify is amazing. Uh, you know, I'll put one track on that I like and then it'll feed me five more that I haven't heard before that I'm just like, damn, this is awesome. It's really, really good.
0: And then the downside is how much on Spotify is AI generated already that we are starting to listen to, or that you might hear is any lo-fi being generated by computers is, is any music being, I mean, you hear this every day that there is AI
1: music and they're trying to crack down on it or maybe not, or. Well, I think there's definitely AI music on, on Spotify. I mean, there's interest. I mean, I don't know um, if you've listened, if you've, yeah it's coming back to the discussion of like what is actually ai generated and what's not um i've been keeping a close eye on like uh some of the actual ai generators like ava for example is Mm -hmm. something that i've been using uh, once in a while pretty cool um but yeah you know I, i imagine that that some people write tracks using ava and then they upload it to spotify sure um but i think one thing that you'll see maybe in the future to kind of um put up some guardrails against some of the problems that I was speaking about earlier is that we're going to be able to use AI to detect what is AI generated and what's not. So I think that putting some kind of like watermark on on an AI generated uh, like source might be helpful um, when for for everybody, you know, for, for people like say for music supervisors, like they'll probably want to know what's AI generated and what's not, right? Yeah. So yeah. something to think about. So that's that's AI and Spotify,
0: and I think that's something that we're dealing with already uh, in there. The other thing I want – another thing I want to talk about here was AI versus production. Where does it – and we've kind of talked about this already, about how producers are using things like Logic and or Ozone and different tools. And you just mentioned AVA, which if you haven't checked out any videos, YouTube's about AVA, it's pretty crazy stuff. I, I show those videos in our – In our class at school, and 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 it blows people's minds that you know this classical music that's being written is being played by orchestra, and it was all written by a computer based on listening to what thousands of scores, you Mm -hmm. know, and it just and then it comes up with this thing, which is pretty much how we all make it, right? We listen to thousands of tunes and then we make it. But um, you know, will there become tools? And I think the answer is yes because there already are but that clients use instead of paying producers. And I think that's already happening. Um, and Ozone is one of them, Drummer is another one. Um, can you get away from paying a drummer by using a drum programmer? And I think that's a, already, a, of course. Is that
1: AI? You know, it's hard to to quantify. Yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, that That's where I think things could get pretty interesting. Like, you know, using AI to like generate like a beat uh, or something like that, that you could use effectively in, in a track. Um, I wonder, yeah, what the future is for like sample packs and stuff like that. And like and like Splice, for example, you know, uh, when you have AI that could just kind of generate sounds and one shots or loops based on like your descript- description, right? So th- that'll be an interesting uh, trajectory. And with all the
0: listening things, the content IDs and the listening on SoundCloud and the listening on all the places, where will that all fall? We don't know. Yeah, man. I, st- I still feel like clients want a producer. They don't want a program. If they wanted a program, they would just buy the program. But I think this is where we, we, we can't replace the human, is when a human wants to work with another human. And um, whether that human uses AI tools or not, um, again, we get back to this thought of genuine, authentic human-made music, and it's not a—it's not a reaction against AI. It's just always <clears throat> been a thing that we want. I don't think Motion Array is saying they—they they want uh, a- authentic uh, acoustic tracks uh, as part of the tracks because they're afraid of AI. I think they're doing it because they need they need more organic material than just the loops that anybody can throw together
1: well they're they're doing it because that's what their clients want that's yep. they're doing it for their for their users not for them right like there's yep. all that they do is to serve the the people that come to uh, to them to Get great music and what great music is 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 human generated ideas it's that it's yeah. that simple um and that's why i'm not worried about it i mean I, th- I think people are really kind of freaking out about it but i but i personally think that we have many years to come where you know human ingenuity is just going to is just going to be the winner um yeah. and that raw energy you know that 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 realness is it comes from humanity and like i think that the point in which uh, ai is able to kind of match that ingenuity um, is probably it's that's probably something that's going to happen like post my lifetime. Uh. I still think that you've just got all these humans on
0: the earth who want to be artists and they want to be the artists that they are. They don't want to be, uh, and so the artists want to be artists and they want producers to be producers. And I don't think that, except for monetary reasons, they might choose to use some AI service that works without them having to pay that much. But I think in general, music producers are still going to have a lot of work because there are just, uh, unless people are getting so adept at the tools that they don't need uh, other people. But I still think that artists are going to want to work with other artists, other producer artists, and that's not going to go away.
1: Yeah, and I think that curation, curation of, of great you know, music that's at the cutting edge of of quality and and like and is is still going to be a great business model uh because i think what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of sites that kind of um are able to pump out like ai kind of you know derivative sort of material um and you're going to have people be you're going to have a group of people that are perfectly uh happy to use that kind of um, music in the backgrounds of their YouTube videos and whatever, and that that'll be fine. But you're always going to have this wider set of wider demographic of folks that want really good music for um, their videos. Uh, like you know, fee- like that's why Artlist is such a is such a successful model because mm-hmm. because the truth is is that you can go and get tons of like free. You know, kind of subpar music for your videos. You don't have to go and get an artless subscription to go get free music for your background music for your videos as a content mm-hmm. creator, but it doesn't matter because people want quality. People want something really, really good, and they want something that's uh, that's that's you know being made by humans who are good at what they do. At, yeah. at at the end of the day, speaking of that, let's talk about a place where AI is. It's
0: going to be very hard. I think for AI to invade this particular thing, and that is live performance. I don't think that AI can replace human performance unless you're going to see an AI performance on purpose. Uh, I think there are uh, things where we, we watch movies and things like that, but when you go to a live performance, you're not there to watch a movie or a video or a computer screen. You're there to watch a physical person do something, and by the way, when I typed AI cannot replace human uh, performance, I accidentally it it read my phone read it as hey I. So uh, it, it, the iPhone is not the the we're not quite there yet, folks. If if I can't say AI on the phone and and uh, the the newest iPhone doesn't can't tell what I'm saying, so. I'm Uh, that particular (laughs) AI did not work, but, um, I think, you know, there might be tools again, that somebody, you know, you see people using loopers and stuff, and they've done that for years where they use loopers to, to do performances on stage. And and there are even people using, uh, software on stage to, to play instead of guitars and and drums and stuff. You have electronic groups and stuff and people use computers and tracks and stuff all the time. But I don't think that's the same, uh, and, and. People who use tracks are probably not as interesting to a lot of people as people who who uh, are playing are singing live and playing live and have
1: bands live. It's it's a an, it's another deep future thing. You know, it's a, it's another like beyond my lifetime. Yeah, maybe like there'll there'll be like like hologram. Uh, you know, uh, you can go watch Jimi Hendrix play Monterey Pop Festival, uh, you know, live, and and they'll re- recreate the entire thing. And I mean, we've had some semblance of that. Like, I think, uh, you know, who did it? Who, who like there was like a someone brought Tupac uh, like yeah. back from the dead or something like that for like a holographic. Um, thing at Coachella or something like that. I, I can't remember what it was, but those things might become more popular over time, and they might be able to do a really good job of recreating some of uh, some of these artists like posthumously. Uh, but um, you know, I think yeah, in in our lifetime, like I don't think that AI is going to replace live musicians. Anytime I think the soon. real
0: question is, can AI sell t-shirts? That's going to be the real. Can it move merch uh, at the show? That's going to be the real question for live performance. But I think this one is fairly easy for right now. That yeah, you're not about to uh, to go. I mean, the the op, the, chain, the different thing might be there is if you have a live band with a, a gimmick of a of a hologram or something at a at a small club. But uh, even that is going to just be a very small sample size use. You know, I don't think in our life or at least in the next 20 years we're going to be seeing we're going to be packing arenas for a hologram you know uh so we'll we'll see maybe we're completely wrong here totally um last one or one of the last ones here education um will students pay digital teachers to learn well we know that they kind of do already we're we're both digital teachers a little bit we have courses and we have um uh, other materials that people can buy and uh you know, that's pretty much already available. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's a good question.
0: I haven't really thought about Because that a lot so much. of the people watching this channel who are musical are also teaching lessons. They're also, they might have YouTube channels or we'll be thinking about developing a YouTube channel where they can teach and do similar things to what we do. And, and I think it's obvious that people will pay to, uh, like for instance, if we're talking about a faceless video, mm-hmm. you know, where someone's just talking. I watched a guy, uh, one of the guys I follow on YouTube, describe how to complete completely make a faceless video using uh, AI, and he had Chat GPT, chat, you know, read this, uh, make a script, and then he had uh, all these different programs, a, a digital. AI make an AI person and an AI you know and, and sync the vocal yeah uh, the, the computer made vocal to the computer made face and all this kind of stuff you know seems very seems like a lot of work to me but <laughs> um, apparently you know you're gonna do this in 15 minutes so uh, are we are we at risk of being taught by avatars or is this a, a, again? What students want to have a person, a a Stevie B or Eric Copeland or Graham Cochran or whoever, teaching them in their uh, course that they buy.
1: Well, it's not. It's not. I mean, we got to remind people. It's like it's not the information so much. It's the. It's who's teaching it. Um. You know, I. I, There's certain YouTubers whose style and of delivery, and I I just really like, and I'm able to kind of uh, just enjoy absorbing the information that they they give because they they express it in a way that that appeals to me you know um and i feel like you can get the same information from many many different sources but ultimately it's it's who's uh disseminating the information that that really counts at the end of the day and that is the human connection we're always coming back to the human connection always coming back to that and and and
0: i I should point out that uh, the iPhone also did not correct chat GPT when I entered that in. I, I It entered in something else. So it's not, AI is not taking over on the iPhone just yet, but I will say this. Um, yeah, we are totally, uh, keep coming back to this same thing that there is a human element that we want in music, not just uh, that what we hear, but what we see, what we Um, no, personally, I think in all these things, we've talked about stock and how motion array is really looking for organic type of stuff and how sync same and all these things up to live performance. They're all eventually we get back to people really needing that human connection as much as we are all, like you said, uh, we've been inside now for years because of the pandemic and everything else. And we're just getting back out to deal with other humans uh some of us have become quite fine being in our little holes here and not dealing with humans uh and as you said it's going to be a different experience when you go out and do this gig yeah
1: totally totally but still they're
0: coming to see you guys and see you live you know
1: yeah isn't that beautiful yeah i mean (laughs) it still exists it still exists it's great Yeah. yeah i think you know uh there's a there's a weird future. There's a there's a weird future ahead of us, um, and something that looks unrecognizable by the time that we're I'm like wrapping up this this journey of life. You know, probably yeah. if if I get the if i get to live to you know be an old old man hopefully i do sometime when i'm 90 or 100 years old hopefully i'll be looking at the world and being like well back in my day we used to actually write music i used to play guitar we used to go see live musicians (laughs) we did this Uh, thing called a podcast (laughs) me and this old
0: guy we did this (laughs) podcast and and, uh, he's long dead
1: um but uh, yeah (laughs) the future looks weird there's no doubt about it um but uh, I think you know I, I'm really not that worried about uh, about sync licensing going anywhere or uh, re- you know production music going anywhere in the in the near future
0: I would say if you're worried about how AI might affect your income, I would encourage you to be as human as you can be exactly um, really dive into the side of you that can't be replaced and a lot of times that means your voice your playing your. Uh, your humanness, you know, uh, really take advantage of that. I think that's one thing that you do very well, Steve, with your music and why you have so much success on Motion Array and Artlist is because there's a real artist personality to you and the people that we know that are doing really good in all of this stuff are have that element to them, whether mm-hmm. it's Lester or whoever else you want to talk about, um, that it's really based in their their ability, not their programming skills necessarily. Even though you you're you're all great cr- programmers as well, but there is a a uh, organic ability that you have that that is a big part of
1: why you're successful.
0: All right, everybody. Well, that's about all I got here on my list. Anything else, Steve?
1: Yeah, it just kind of remind me of like. Uh, Sorry to jump back into the into the conversation I'll wrap it up after this but like I used to um I you know you, you know how you hear a lot of people kind of hate on on djs like you, you hear a lot of live musicians like kind of like uh trash djs because they're they're not actually like playing any instruments or whatever um I have a lot of dj friends here in Vancouver and um I think like a common question like kind of like a like a snobby sort of attitude that that uh, like like you know musicians will take towards mu- uh, DJs is like well what's the point in going to see a DJ when I can just listen to canned music, you know what's the point in going to see uh, a DJ because they're not doing any work they're just standing up on stage and pu- and pressing like the play button on their computer, and it always comes back to the human element. People go to see these DJs because the DJs are personalities and they're 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 curating a playlist for you and that's their. Their human input into the whole uh, into the whole experience. So I think that you know, even if I'm just using pre-recorded samples from Splice, there's still a, a human curation element that comes from my own sort of uh, you know humanity. That I could take these sounds and throw them together in a way that's exciting for you to listen to. Uh, even if I don't play any instruments, no singing, no guitar, bass, nothing. Uh, there's still a human element at play. Um, and think that's the most important thing. Also, we
0: have to think about that, and and this kind of plays into the live element, but if you're at a cafe in, I don't know, France or, or Italy or something, it's just a small little place and there's a person there with a guitar, that's going to be, I mean, the only way to replace that is just to turn some music on the speakers, but it's not going to be the same as having a human sitting there with a the guitar and playing For and sure. or singing. And I think that's going to be very, very hard to replace. I should, I should mention this as an outro. We have been scared of technology replacing us since the invention of the organ. Uh, totally. When the organ was developed, or, uh, uh, musicians went crazy because they thought, how are we going to be – we're going to be out of a gig in the church because we can't – now the organ can play all the parts. Yeah. The printing press completely thought, – everyone thought they were going to go out of business because the printing press could just make books of everything. It yeah. didn't. It only expanded our knowledge and everything, and it just goes on and on. The phonograph, the television or the radio and the television and all the things that are being invented. Everyone's always thinking CDs put cassettes out of their misery uh, streaming put c- CDs out of their misery or I should say downloads did and then streaming did so there's always some new technology that's coming along that we think, oh boy here we go it's gonna put us out of out of work and AI is just the newest version of that um, so I I think we just need to keep those examples in mind before we totally jump off the cliff yeah, uh, yeah. with with
1: AI. Uh, thoughts so yeah that's that's a great place to to end it i think that and yeah don't freak out i would say don't don't freak out and don't uh don't be like a like a like a nihilist oh what's the point anymore well i don't know that's not a good attitude to have see a few people in the in the various comments of the videos anymore Well, that's the point it's all it's it's like it's it's over in five years it's done okay well okay well. in
0: five years we'll see we'll still be making music over here and and <laughs> hopefully making music income as well and and uh enjoy so. what we do so yeah. all right everybody well thanks so much for listening and for watching we'll see you next time on the podcast see you guys bye see
1: ya. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B, Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.